Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I once did a sit-down interview on TV with Mike D'Antoni when he was the Lakers coach, and Jeannie Buss's autobiography had come out that day, and she had talked about his hiring, called it a betrayal. I got made fun of at Fox Sports 1 because I, on the sit-down interview, said, betrayal, Mike, betrayal. They'd made fun of the way that I said it, but that's because a betrayal is a very strong thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a powerful thing. That was just true in a professional sense. We are now about to discuss a betrayal, not just of me and Ephraim Salam by Pretty Daddy over here, Tom DeZelicino, but our kids, E's two sons, my son. I tried to like pretend like the game wasn't going on, and Henry turned to me and goes, wait, aren't we supposed to be at this game with your friend? And I literally said to him, my producer betrayed us, Henry. And now Ephraim Salam is here. E... These scars won't heal overnight, but it's good to hear your voice. They they won't. And I, I, you know, when he reached out to me to come on the show, I didn't know how I felt. You know, I, it was a process for me. <laughs> it's a process from to, every day with him. I had to, I had to weigh the facts of coming on and, and being with my good friend, who I've come up in the business with, or, you know, not answer the phone call. Because the traitor was calling, wouldn't have so, blamed you. Would have let there be. Would have just would have had silence. It would have been called Tom's <laughs> betrayal silence. <laughs> this guy, I the so listeners on Twitter, by the way, or X, continuously for weeks bombarded him with like, you got to get these tickets. And then on the air, I I, I like, dude, just send a request. And he he refused to do it. He just refused Why? to do it. I don't, I mean, why? why does a thief steal? I don't. I don't know what the why these people are built this way. Like Tom, does he hate us? Is that what clearly, he clearly, huh. or himself, huh. or joy, or honesty, or loyalty? Uh, I don't know. Hey man, <sighs> you know, next time at our age, yeah. there comes a time where you got to look at your circle and see who belongs in it and who doesn't. You're right. If there's a circle and people are in it and there's a, people outside the circle, Tom's not even in the frame anymore. He doesn't even get credit for being outside the circle. You know what I'm saying? He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he gone. He's gone. <laughs> he is gone. Uh, where, where do you uh, – all right, let's, let's turn to people who actually put effort into things, right? Let's okay. turn to, to football, football players and coaches and just, you know, good people trying to do something unlike my producer. Um – where do you come down on the Dolphins, right? One, one sort of case for Miami is still a very respectable record, played the Chiefs 
relatively close at the end in in Germany, right? High-powered offense. The other case is not playing as well, haven't beat a winning team, have lost to the teams often handily that, that are presumably at elite level or near elite level. How, how do you evaluate who and what do you think the Dolphins are? Um, look, what the one thing I know about the Dolphins, uh, just based on personnel, is they're one of the top-tier teams. So as we're going through the NFL season, there's a lot of talk about, you know, some teams haven't beat anybody. This team is doing that. That as long as you have a quarterback and star players offensively, you'll be in games. You'll you'll be considered a top tier team because, as we all know, the metric is who do you have at quarterback. That puts you in those teams. Now, the thing that Miami has is, I, I mean, they got weapons all over the place. Wait till they get this kid H'ing back. You got to remember, he was averaging 19 yards a carry in that run game. He should be back soon. Uh, Tariq Hill, of course, Waddle, Tua is playing out of his mind, can still in the, the conversation, MVP conversation. So when I look at Miami, I, I weigh those factors. I see how they can uh, they play defensively. They they just got their their top two, arguably the you know two of the top four corners in the league. They are, they just got them back. They're getting acclimated to being on the field together. So I think Miami's one of those teams where you know despite the ebbs and the flows of them, they're still one of those top tier teams. That's how I classify them. E from Slum here on the show. E, all right. So if you if we look at the the AFC picture and try to prognosticate where it's going to head, we've got this Miami team that you're talking about. Obviously, the Chiefs are, are the big dog. A lot of people think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. The Bengals are playing really good football. I, I'm kind of out on the Bills at that level, but not everybody is, and I could certainly be wrong. Aaron Rodgers is making a show of of maybe he'll be back this year, and, and the Jets certainly have a defense if they had a quarterback that is that is interesting and dangerous. When we get toward December, right, end of December, as best you can guess it, how many of these AFC teams do you think are going to be good enough to actually win the Super Bowl? Uh, I'll give you Kansas City, that's one. I'll give you uh, Baltimore, two. I'll give you uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, three. I'll give you the Miami Dolphins, four. And this is this is my fifth. I, I'll give you the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah, good call. I, I mean, what the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing is very quiet and very under the radar. But they... <laughs> If you don't, if you wouldn't, if you, if you didn't look, at, if you didn't have the records in front of you, what would you say Jacksonville's record was? Just like I, you were just asking right, a random person, four and three or whatever the math is. Where are we at in the season? Five and four right. or whatever. Right. You wouldn't be at what six and two, right? Because they're quietly going about their business. They got a good team. I, I mean, what they're doing over there. So I, I want I want people not to forget about the Jacksonville Jaguars because they have those things that I mentioned. They have 
uh, a top tier quarterback. They have offensive weapons. Travis Etienne is is is, is you want to talk about dynamic. Uh, Ridley, I, I mean, how, you want to talk about revitalizing your career after being suspended and going through like they have a legitimate team that could compete with anybody in the AFC. So those will be my top five. That is such a good list. That is such a good list. Ephraim Salam here on the show. Okay, on a similar note, I guess it's a very similar, maybe kind of question to the Dolphins, and that is that is the 49ers. Uh, they, they've had some key injuries. It, Brock Purdy obviously wasn't going to win every game of his career, but there is a, a sort of narrative momentum out there that, that the Niners are not what we thought they were. How do you evaluate, not, not just where they are, Ephraim, but what you think they will be, can be, in this sort of same kind of picture in the NFC toward the end of the season? Well, I'll tell you this. The NFC isn't as ripe uh, with uh, top-tier quarterbacks, so their path is going to be a little bit easier. The, what, the 40, what the 49ers needed was this bye week. They needed that. They needed the bye week to reset. They came out on fire, 5-0, and lost the last three. They needed a reset. They needed to get guys healthy. And what they did at the trade deadline is going to change the course of their season. Now, their season was already headed in the right direction. They had a, three, a three-week slip. But getting uh, Chase Young to to pair with uh, Nick Bosa, but that is about to be a problem. And, and for me, the problem was coming with the 49ers defense. I don't be surprised if their new defensive coordinator is now down on the field and not in the box um, uh, calling the game. You, you got to remember the last two defensive coordinators for the 49ers uh, were emotional guys. They were spirited guys, and they now are head coaches of, te- of, of teams, uh, both with winning records. So they feed off their defense. No matter how great their offense has been, they've been able to win and win in bunches with just regular quarterbacks, and that's because of the defense short fields, turnovers, pressure on opposing quarterbacks. We haven't seen that caliber of defense from the 49ers the last three weeks. So for me, coming off this bye, getting everybody acclimated, to, uh, 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 a Purdy can, can calm down a little bit, get Debo back, and now adding Chase Young, I think they're getting ready to put their foot down on the gas again. E, you were an offensive tackle. Your your job was to was to in large part, right, protect quarterbacks, and quarterbacks were a, a key part of of your livelihood. And obviously, every team, especially today, goes as quarterbacks go. But I think you have at your position, just knowing you, you have special insight here. It's early in Bryce Young's career. It's early in C.J. Stroud's career. He's playing really well. How long do you think a team or those of us on the outside looking in? need to evaluate a young quarterback of some promise and expectation before we can reasonably say this is who this guy is? You, you, three years. The third year is the barometer. Um, most teams picking at the top of the draft don't have the necessary uh, talent around a young quarterback to, to really officially um, evaluate him properly. So it takes about two years of an offseason of the draft of free agents to build a team around a young quarterback. And that third year is when we see them hit their stride. Um, Look at Josh Allen. Look at uh, Jalen Hurts. Look at um, what Trevor Lawrence is doing. 
Uh, so you you got to remember when you when teams are in position to pick quarterbacks that high, outside of the Forty Niners, uh, who moved up, then you need you got more than one problem. Right, quarterback is not your only problem. So it, it takes a team at least uh, two off seasons, two four off seasons with that that young quarterback. Uh, and going into their third season, that's when you really want to see them take jumps. Now, you can have outliers, which I think really skewed the metric when you look at when uh, Andrew Luck came in, when RG3 came in, when, you, when you've seen these young, dynamic quarterbacks come in, hit the ground running, and so everybody was like, oh, well, you don't need the time to develop them. You just got to go now. Uh, but those are outliers, right? So expect the young quarterback to come in into a poorly staffed team, uh, and, and, and make a real difference immediately, that, that's tough to see. And that's what makes what C.J. Stroud is doing all the more miraculous. I mean, this kid has it. They, the Texans, they, they, they did right. They, that was perfect um, draft for them, and every one of their, their draft picks is contributing in a major way. E, last one for you. Uh, as you know, I'm a Bears fan. As I know, you are from Chicago. Obviously, you were not a Bear, but that is where you, you are from. Justin Fields for Chicago. Is is it time for the Bears to to move on, especially if they get the or a top pick? They've obviously got two bites at that apple with the, the, um, the Carolina pick as well. What do you think they should be doing with Justin Fields going forward? The, the thing that um, it's sad for me with Justin is, this was that year for him. And being hurt and missing these weeks, these were all the, – this the, the stage was set for him to take that next step that I, I just spoke about. And he does, he's not getting that opportunity. And so it's going to skew his value from, the, from his own uh, organization and others um, but if I'm the Bears and I have one of those top picks, I'm definitely going to get uh, you know one of these top tier quarterbacks. It's an excellent quarterback draft coming out this year. Uh, so I, you know, you, you you'll eventually have to move on. There'll be a market out there. Um, it, there'll be a market out there for him. So I, I just think um, you know, unless he comes back from this injury and he is like on fire. I mean, he opted not to get surgery on his thumb because he didn't want to missed this whole year because he is trying to build a case for his value moving forward. Um, but if he doesn't come out and he doesn't come back and he's not lights out, then it, they're going to move on from him. Ephraim Salam, as a life rule, I don't apologize for other people. So here's another way that, <laughs> that Tom has let me down. I, uh, I apologize to you for, uh, for, for, for Tom's um, negligence. It's okay. It's, it's, it's not you, it's him. It's a him thing. <laughs> It's, it is a him thing. Ephraim uh, Salam, thank you, buddy. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 